When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. We've talked about, in fact, in yesterday's podcast, we've talked, we talked about the fact that if you invest in stocks, you can lose a lot. You can lose a lot, even in a diversified portfolio. In the past, we've seen losses, 2008. In the 50% range, you can lose a lot of money, but it gets even worse when you try to bet. When you try to bet, uh, we discourage even betting on the U.S. market. We don't think that's a good idea for you to just bet on the U.S. market. For you to bet on the U.S. market as part of your portfolio, great. But just the U.S., even that has gotten people into trouble. And a lesson from the past was 2000 to 2010, when the S&P 500, the largest 500 companies in the United States, a thing that most people considered massively diversified, lost money for 10 straight years. It lost an average of over 1% per year for 10 years. So. It's risky to inf- to focus invest. It, had you been in a globally diversified portfolio over that 10 years, you would have made almost 6% or 7% per year. Big difference. Well, back in 2017, 2018, there was a huge, huge influx of money into one country's securities. I mean, a huge influx of money. Uh, pundits all over the place were suggesting that Russia was a great bet back in 2016, 2017, 2018. Money poured into the Russian ETFs that existed back then in the mutual funds. As a matter of fact, the index, the Russian index fund, which is the iShares MSCI Russia, that fund in 2016, get this, was up 54% in a single year. Now, that's attractive. That's the kind of thing that gets people salivating, doesn't it, Tom? And now your money is saying dos vidanya uh, if it's in that fund. <laughs> so, oh, at, least he, at least you didn't do a Putin imitation. Yeah, sure, I didn't. Uh, that, your money did <laughs> say dos vidanya. <laughs> I only do the two, and as you know, this is not the day for either one of them. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is exactly right. Let, let's talk about another example because... Uh, well, let's talk about how badly I got the yeah. latest numbers. Yep. This, Go these ahead. are the latest numbers. These are hot off the exchange. Right this minute almost, at least the minute we're recording this. The, and the symbol for this fund, by the way, if you'd like to look it up, is E-R-U-S. Is that E-R-U-S. acrylic or in English? No, that's in 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 uh, in, in whatever, our language, our, <laughs> our alphabet. Uh, get this. Yeah. For the year, that fund is down 58% year to date. That's just year to date. That's in two months. Wow. And the net asset value of that fund, people are How still much? hopeful, apparently. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. spread is huge now. The net asset value of that fund, the actual value of the shares, down 80 
2%. Yeah. I mean, and this is, and by the way, no one knows where this will all end up because no one knows where everything's going to end up with the ruble. And we could get into all that. Yeah, but the we're bottom not going to get into is, all that because what, what we're talking about is betting. The yeah. fact that some people, lots of people, bet on Russia several years ago. And I mean, to this day, that fund still has over a hundred million dollars in assets down by more than half. Yeah. And I mean, another bet that we, we, we kind of warned you about last year. We talked about, we kind of laughed about, we thought it was silly, but the special purpose acquisition companies that just went nuts. All you had to have was a, a well-known person attached to them, whether it was Shaquille O'Neal, et cetera, that, Hey, he yeah. must be, he must be really, or Alex Rodriguez or whoever. Oh yeah. You know, you know how brilliant uh, sports <laughs> stars are as investors. <laughs> yeah. They do a great job. Yeah. They're always uh, getting into Ponzi schemes that so, always don't work out. And you, So ha- here's the number that I think you need to pay attention to because it's just, just read this yesterday. Half of all startups with less than 10 million of annual revenue that went public through the special purpose acquisition companies' backs, have failed or are expected to fail to meet their 2021 revenue or earnings targets. And so, in other words, they had what was looked like an incredible idea. You've got to put your money into this. And what's happened is they haven't been nearly as successful as they said they would. Uh, and by the way, they didn't just miss their projections. They missed it on average by 53%. And what does that mean? How are the the stocks performing? The stocks are are getting, you know what, beaten out of them. The tar beaten out of them. The the average stock price for those 63 companies, you know, when they go public, they go public at 10 bucks, right? Right, right. The average today, five. So you've lost half of your money in those companies. Kind of like investing in Russia. So this this is this whole thing about concentrated positions. I mean, the reality with any concentrated position is sure you could you could buy Apple at the right time or Tesla at the right. You could make a lot, but you're taking a much higher risk to make that money. Part two is what you just said, Don. It's a bet. It's not an investment. You are truly saying here's this. I'm rolling the dice and this company's got to work or this idea has got to work rather than investing in a global economy of companies that have done well for a very long period of time. Now, I can't resist this. I can't. I just can't resist the opportunity to say, well, so Tom, are you saying that special, the SPAC people got spacked? <laughs> they got whacked by the SPAC. SPAC? Yeah. And let me just finish the thought here, because here's the, here's the other thing we do know about concentrated investing. It, it, with all investing, as you just pointed out, a globally diversified stock portfolio, you could lose if you sold at the wrong time, half of the value of your portfolio goes down that much. But if you concentrate your portfolio in these things, you could lose far, far more, more than what you've seen with those Russian ETFs, more than the SPAC. Think back to technology in the early 2000s, how much you lost. Think back to real estate in 2008, 2009. Think back to junk bonds in 2008. And this is where I'm very worried about today, because what we're seeing in addition to these silly things, which I think are silly, is people doubling down on what? What's been hot lately? Real estate. I got to buy more. I need to own more condos. I got to buy. I got to be part of another house deal, et cetera, because real estate never goes down. Well, well except and, it did and, go down about and it's a funny, decade you know, ago. That, that Russia ETF is really a perfect example of how people are 
are kind of doubling down because they're actually buying I the think security. They're buying that for to short it, though, is what I read as well. Yeah, but but, the, but but there's somebody out there buying the darn thing, and that's keeping the value up above where it even should be. The net asset value should be. And, so, yeah. And, you know, it's fine. Let, uh, from last year, just a couple of really interesting things. I, I was looking this up a little while ago, and the, the worst performing ETFs last year were all, were all focused bets, an education ETF, a China ETF, a cannabis ETF, an emerging markets, internet and e-commerce ETF. Yeah. These are all, you know, clean energy ETF. These all went down by substantial double digits, um, digit amounts in 2021, which was correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty good year for stocks. Wasn't it a good year for stocks? Indeed it was. Yeah, you can't do this. This is why we preach. We preach with a religious fervor. I mean, we believe in this with every ounce of our being that you must massively diversify your portfolio, not based on what you think is going to happen or we think is going to happen or some other idiot out there thinks is going to happen, but based solely on two things. You, your, you and your needs, you and your needs. It is in this case, this is one time when you can say, yes, it's all about you. And I can give you a guarantee about this. Two things, two guarantees. Number one, it won't be as exciting on the upside. No. If you globally diversify, it's not as interesting. It's more like, I think somebody once said, watching paint dry. It's really not very good. But here's the other part. Here's the other guarantee I can make. It won't be as exciting on the downside either. Because wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not exciting, isn't that frightening? <laughs> well, what you? I mean, there's people that go to to amusement parks to be frightened, right? I mean, this is the kind of exciting I yeah, don't want with my money. I tell you that. When you much. go to amusement park, you go in with the pretty much certain knowledge that you're not going to destroy your life. That is when a good you point. gamble with your money. The money you are going to rely on in the future, you're you're literally gambling your life away. Indeed, Why you would are. You do and, that? and any of these things truly are a bet and should be ignored. And especially again, when they've been so hot lately, that's when I get really nervous. Even <laughs> then though, concerned. we're not gonna we're not gonna play that game with you. And we don't think you should play that game with no, you. No, oh, I don't. They feel so. like they're really hot. They feel like they're really cold. No, don't play the feelings game. Keep the feelings for your kids or your grandkids or your spouse or your significant other or your friends or whomever. Keep the emotions for them. Take the emotions out of the money. Now, if you have questions, we love answering questions. It is what we live for. Even though we often disagree with what you tell us, we live for it because we want to get the everybody better at this. So call us with your questions at 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or go to TalkingRealMoney.com and hit the contact form and either send us a question or record a question there for answering in future podcasts like Heath did. Heath asked us a question. Yes. Heath is from Kentucky. Okay. Love and his bar, he, by the way. His bar? The Heath bar? Oh, the Heath Bar. I thought I'm okay. going bar. You mean where they serve bourbon? <laughs> like Kentucky bourbon? By the way, I got a trivia question to I ask you. I love your bourbon there, Heath. 
because I just learned this today in a trivia question. I didn't get the question right, but I'm going to ask you because you maybe you know the biggest selling liquor in the world is bourbon. No, it was vodka. Oh yeah, vodka. Yeah, because vodka is like it can be anything. Vodka. What's going to get harder to find? Apparently, we'll, we'll see. Well, it's just the stoli. The stoli is going to be actually. They're probably distilling gone. stoli over here now. <laughs> probably true. Yeah, you know, or in Japan or yeah. something. Anyway, here's Heath's question for yes, you please. and mm-hmm. me. Hey. Tom and Don love the podcast. I was wondering you guys' opinion on the last few chapters of the book, Trillions, which we've both read. Mm-hmm. Should a 20 to 30-year-old investor be concerned about indexing becoming too large over our investing horizon? If so, what should us younger investors look out for in the coming decades as signs there could be problematic scenarios arising? I know, I know, the future is unpredictable but I would greatly appreciate your professional opinions on this matter. Thanks guys. I have more time to think about this because this came up during our interview with Robin Wigglesworth. Yes, it did. And, uh, because it is, I think it's a reasonable question. I think some people also think, you know, John Bogle before his passing said, Hey, be wary because index funds get too big. This is going to be a problem. Number one, I would be concerned about what the alternative is. In other words, okay. There that's, is none. Right. I don't want to do this because, for reasons of governance, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and I do recommend the book for that reason to kind of look at the future. Um, so that's, that's one problem would be what's the alternative. The other is, I think here's the thing. I mean, because I've seen it up close and I've actually talked to people involved in it. Uh, we use a fund family have for almost 30 years called dimensional funds. And as part of their vetting of the companies they own and the way they operate the funds, they already concern themselves with corporate governance, for example. They're involved. They think things through and they have a series of questions in the way they work with companies. So they're not trying to take things over, per se, the way that Robin felt that might be a threat into the future. But they are trying to pay attention to them and be make sure they're good corporate citizens, if you will. Is there a perfect solution? No. But in today's world, you know, buying a low cost exchange traded fund, an index fund like that. I think that's still the thing to do at this moment. And, and here's my uh, addendum to that answer. You, (laughs) if you ever think that if you really truly believe that the majority, the vast majority, the controlling majority of all shares of all companies in the world are going to be owned by index funds, then you've essentially repealed our humanity you've like said oh no we're just we're going to get everybody we're going to we're going to wash their brains out and they're no longer going to be greedy or fearful you see that's why they'll it'll never be a problem in my opinion it'll never be a problem because we're greedy and we're fearful and so we are going to even if we're index investors we're not going to hold them we're going to tr- so a lot of us are going to trade them uh, like the guy with bnd yesterday yeah with, with the vanguardy i hate bonds i'm getting out I hate stocks. I'm getting out. I love stocks. I'm getting in. There will always be those people that will hold, keep the whole process. Well, I shouldn't say honest, but profitable. Yeah. And the other part of that is hope always springs eternal, right? I oh, mean, yeah. people always believe that they can pick stocks or they know someone who can pick stocks or they can oh. hire somebody who that can pick stocks. Yeah. They Cause we're all that. smarter than, Oh yeah. Than, above yeah. average. It's, we've been through that. So there's always that. 
that will provide liquidity in the market and keep companies honest, as you say, to some extent, because they're never going to be so big that they can just say, we'll do whatever we like. We don't have to care about any of these other aspects. So I think it's a fair question. I think it's something worth watching into the future, but I don't see it as a major problem on the horizon. I'll put it that way. Well, there you have it. Um, and uh, if you have a question, we hopefully will have an answer for you just like that. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK. We got one more that came in through TalkingRealMoney.com, which I think we should do because it's short. Yep. It's really, this one's going to be so easy. Um, is there a tax consequence if an annuity is used to purchase single premium whole life with the direct transfer of funds company to company? The correct I don't answer know is, the answer. I don't I know. Do. I know oh, the answer. It's called, I'm glad you it's do. It's called a 1035 exchange. Ah, okay. And under rule 1035, it's like the real estate exchange, which is 1031. Under a 1035 exchange, you can move money ah, directly right. yeah, from sure. yeah, an annuity right. or a life insurance policy to another annuity yeah. or a life insurance policy with no taxable event. And we've it's done as that. If, we've yeah. done that for people to move to a less expensive annuity product. Yeah, you can definitely absolutely yeah. do it. I hope by going to single premium whole life from an annuity, you did it for estate planning purposes Most because likely. I can't think of any other reason anyone would do that. But That's thank a great you for question. your question. And by the way, I do want to mention, I do want to mention um, we're still here to provide help for anyone uh, around any sort of money issue. Anyone? Any, any, really, anyone? Just, I just talked to a 23 year old guy yesterday. <sighs> That uh, is just getting started. What about this? What about that? I love that. As you know, I really enjoy Even it. Even Russians? Uh, we may have to draw the line there right at the Only if the they're border. calling from Russia. I was trying to think if I know any Russians. But anyway, the, the point is um, we'll, we'll help you. We want you to get this right, whether you're near retirement, in retirement, starting out, whatever it is. Our advisors have pledged. They have pledged to help every single person with whatever issue you've got around money and investing, et cetera. So all you got to do is go to vestry.com and make an appointment for any time that works for you. They will sit down or over the web or wherever and chat with you and make sure that your future looks better with no, no obligation or a sales well, pitch. Come on, let's, let's be honest. They had to take a blood oath. You may have to take a blood oath, too. I, <laughs> I'm watching too many of those shows on Netflix. Blood. Ah, the middle of my yeah. palm. That hurts. Blood oath. That hurts. Uh, okay. Well, thank yep. you. Thank you all for uh, your your listening habits. Oh, 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 do me a favor. This is the podcast, right? Yeah, it is. Um, those of you who are on social media, and I know there are a lot of you, although probably very few of you on YouTube. Apparently, not, so many of you watch mm -hmm. us on YouTube, but 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 if you're on social media, you can go to the uh, little. There's a little, th usually three buttons on your podcast service that give you a link to share on your social media. Share the program with people on social media because by doing that, you will indirectly help them enjoy a better future. They're going to be less confused about money. We hope. And we'll, you'll help us enjoy a better future, too. And you'll help us enjoy a better future. <laughs> I was waiting for that. No. Okay. We don't, we don't directly get paid no, for this. No, we don't. No, we don't. Someday, maybe, when we're really old, we oh, want really to get, get NPR to pick us up. We, I, want, we want NPR to pick us up. We want to do a, a, a Saturday afternoon show on NPR. That would be so fun. So if you're, if you're with an NPR member station and you've been thinking, golly, I want to get a show on that our station produces 
on the network. Um, hey, give us a call. Talk to us. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you're an NPR producer, there you go. Call us. <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll take we're your listen. call. We're we'll listening. take your call. Yeah. yeah. No, truly, that has been, actually, I think we would be a fine replacement uh, for the Money Talk show. Not the Money Talk, the Car Talk. We are the Money Talk. And that's what it should just be. It should just be Money Talk. Money Talk on NPR. Yeah. I like it. Does that mean I'll have to be a little more dulcet, like Money Talk? On NPR, well, no, we, like we got to be flick and flack. Oh God, I get, with, I know which an, one I want to be. So, yeah, uh, Philo Frickin and something, yeah. Philo and peculiar. <laughs> I was trying to think of financial words. Pecuniary. Yeah, so you pecuniary. could be pecuniary, <laughs> and I'll be fiscal. Fiscal uh, and pecuniary. Oh yeah, actually. Oh, so you're, you're fiscal. Hey, pecuniary. <laughs> Did you hear the one? <laughs> all right yeah. thank you all before this it's deteriorating it's just Badly. falling apart as yeah. we speak the whole thing is coming to an end before your eyes uh i'm don tom's over there uh what we do well we talk about money we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.